everybody, Anthony Wade here, and I am the host of the Leap 360 podcast. Welcome. If this is your first time tuning in and you're watching on YouTube, comment below. Let me know where you're tuning in from. If this is your first time tuning into the channel, I'd appreciate it if you subscribe uh, down below and follow the show so that you get updated every time that I post a new podcast. And as always, if you find value in today's episode, share it with somebody that you lead or somebody that you love. That's how this channel grows. That's how we build more confident and competent leaders. Uh, I think that the world so desperately needs today. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, leave a review. This is totally free. I do this out of you know the passion that I have of growing more leaders. And I think that if more people would step up and share their growth, their journey, their their um, desire to be, do, and have more, then it will inspire others uh, like yourself to go out and achieve more. Instead of playing media, uh, at a mediocre level, you know, um, accepting average as their life, I want you to think about how you can continue to level up. And today, we're going to be talking about one of the most important laws from a book that I uh, picked up many years ago. And in fact, from one of my mentors, John Maxwell, and that is this book of 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Now, if you haven't read that book, it is the pinnacle, I think, of growing as a leader. It's they're, they're, they're irrefutable laws because it gives you the roadmap of building yourself from the inside out, you know, uh, contrary to popular belief, you know, when I started getting into leadership, you know, as a naval officer, as a husband, as a father, as a, as a leader inside the home and outside the home and in the community, I lacked a lot of character. You know, I had a lot of character flaws. I had all the credentials and I thought and fell into the trap that maybe you're there too. If I achieve more than I could be more. And what I realized is that you have to become more so that you can achieve more, not just for yourself, but for other people, those you lead and those you love. And, you know, in 2015, as you heard the story before, you know, I, I was struggling as a brand new naval officer. I went from enlisted to officer. And for those who are in the military, that's what's called a Mustang. And it was very hard to do. Great achievement. But what I found is that I was bigger on the outside than I was on the inside had all the medals, the credentials, the degrees and all that stuff, but I still felt empty on the inside. It wasn't until I realized that I have to start growing from the inside out. And as I did that, now today I have a lot more opportunities to lead and impact and influence a lot more people. And it took for me to flip that switch because today's world will have you believe that if you have more money, then you will be successful. If you have a nicer car, then you will be accepted. If you have a bigger house, then you're better than the other person. And that's just simply not true because I've had all those things. And I still was struggling as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a leader. And I realized this simple uh, concept, you have to grow your character and lead with your character before credentials. And that's how you have this sustained superior performance. This is how you have this sustained success. And I am a, um, a product of the product. And, 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 you know, for a long time, I thought, well, you know, maybe it was just luck or chance that I got to do the things that I, I get to do. But then it happened year over year over year, time after time after time, duty station after duty station after duty station, I was continuing to climb to the top at a rapid pace. And here we are today, and I'm still climbing. Like many of you, I know that there's more for me. I know that there's opportunities that I have yet to discover. And as I grow, 
those opportunities will reveal themselves. And the same thing goes for you. So that's why it's so important to tune in, to listen to those who are not just preaching, but they're also practitioners, you know, practitioners. And I'll tell you that I'm on this journey with you, that I'm constantly growing. And even at my level, as I continue to move forward and move up, I know that there's going to be new obstacles and at, at new levels, there's new devils and there's new um, limiting beliefs. There's new thought process that have to go into you achieving success at the next level and also significance because as you climb, you should be taking people with you. And so today, what I want to share with you is a law from the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. In fact, this is the book of the month inside the League 360 Academy. The League 360 Academy is a platform that I use um, for my coaching clients, and it's a group coaching. And what we do is we have monthly challenges, weekly challenges, and we also um, have a book of the month that we use and apply. Uh, we, we, we read it, we study it, we apply it to our life, and we look how we can unpack it and use the concepts, principles, and practices in our everyday life, in our life, our leadership, and our business. And so um, if you're interested in that, you know, I can drop the link below to take a look at it. But um, we have so many amazing people in that group, and it's, it's so cool to see and learn and grow as, 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 a, as, a, as a tribe. You know, today we have so many places that we go to work, uh, in the community, um, out in, in society. We watch the news, we watch social media, and there's a divisiveness that's going on that allows us to believe that we are different, you and I. And I'll tell you that we're a lot alike. We all have struggles. We all are chasing um, our best self, and we're all trying to pursue something bigger than our current circumstance. But what happens, though, is when we get lost in this comparison and competition, we start feeling unworthy. We feel alone. We feel like we're the only ones. And I'll tell you, you're not alone. You're not the only one. And so that's why this platform was created. And that's why the Leap 360 Academy was created for people like you and I to come together and grow based off of our experiences and our circumstances and where we're at in life. And so if that's something you're interested in, I'll drop the link below. You can check it out. But let's get to today's episode, okay? Uh, the, the law of the lid is what we're going to uncover today. And the law of the lid says that your leadership ability will equal your level of effectiveness. And the law of the lid will show us that... at Every area of our life, as we go up, there will be lids to our growth. And it's up to us to identify those lids and uncover those lids. For example, one of the biggest lids that I had in my growth in my in my um in my progression was the limiting beliefs. You know, I would get to a certain point and then I would have those limiting thoughts or those limiting mindset that says you're not good enough. Who do you think you are? You're not qualified. Um, they don't choose people like you. Remember where you came from, you know all the things that come from a past that was less than desirable, like you probably like you, I would, I would assume if you're listening to this, um, I had a lot of adversity growing up, I wasn't given a lot of, you know, anything, I had to work and grow and, and learn um, how to get to what I want. And I had to have a, a work ethic that allowed me to uh, level the playing field because I wasn't the smartest kid. I wasn't the brightest. I didn't have all the tools and resources necessary to, to, to have this, this a success in life. No, there was no, um, there was no roadmap. There was no pathway. My parents weren't, you know, doctors or whatever. I basically had to break the mold and look at these generational curses and say, okay, how can I break them? How can the buck stop with me? How can I be that person, that one that changes generational poverty? How am I that one that changes these, these negative 
uh, outcomes in life because what I was given, I never want to give to my children or my spouse or my family. And so we have to look at the law of the lid as your effectiveness is going to be determined by your ability to lead. And here's the thing. When we look at work ethic, there's a, you know, working hard is great. Like you have to have a strong work ethic, but you also have to be efficient. And the only way to be efficient is by increasing your level of leadership. And so how does this work? I want you to think of leadership as like a, a dartboard. Okay. There's a target in the middle, then there's a ring and a ring and a ring. And so there's rings going out in our life. Those rings are the roles that we play. Everything begins with that target in mind. And that target is you. Everything is in the center. It belongs to you. So the first thing that you want to start learning how to lead is yourself. That starts the effectiveness. So when you're leading yourself, what are you putting into your brain, your body? Are you reading good things? Are you, are you, are you focused on social media or the news or whatever's happening in the world? Are you putting good food in your, in your body, nutrition, so that you can go out to the gym and to, you know, to challenge yourself physically and crush it? You know, um, and, and as you look at these pillars for yourself, it's the mindset, the movement, the meaningful relationships, and your mission. What do you stand for? What are you creating in life that's bigger than your current circumstance? And so I usually use these four M's, mindset, meaning, movement, and mission. And when we look at ourselves, if I can lead me and take care of me, then I can take care of you. But what we have today are a lot of leaders who will try to you know, lead others and this do as I say, not as I do mentality. And I want you to consider that that is a flawed way of thinking and a flawed way of leading. Nobody's going to follow you because of what you say. They're going to follow you because of what you do. And most importantly, they're going to follow you because of who you are. You know, why be good at what you do and suck at who you are? And I want people to respect me, not because of the rank or title or position. I want people to respect me for the person. And that goes back to that character. And so sometimes we have to look at these, this law of the lid and say, okay, what are the lids that have been placed on me and my growth? Sometimes, oftentimes, and for me, especially, you know, if I look back on my life, some of the lids were given to me at a young age. They were the limiting beliefs. They were the societal norms. They were the, you know, the, the thoughts of growing up in section eight housing. And so these were all lids and they didn't, you know, showed themselves until I got to a certain level. You know, when I was a, a, a hospital corpsman and I and I got an opportunity to work with the president, I automatically had a limiting belief. Like, I don't belong here. This isn't, you know, for me, they don't choose people like me. They don't know where I came from. They must not understand who I am and the struggles that I had. And then as I, you know, continued to progress at a new level, there was a new uh, lid to my, to my leadership. And I had to start working on growing from the inside out. And if you're listening to this, it's not about the medals. It's not about the titles. It's not about the position or the, um, permission. It's digging deep within you and understanding what drives you, what, what scares you, what, what your strengths and what your weaknesses are, and then going to work every day to, uh, uncover those and then kill them. You know, I go for, you know, runs every day because there's for a long time, I told myself, I'm not a strong runner. I'm not a strong swimmer. And then what did I do? I did an Ironman. You see those little things like that weren't to, you know, a seek approval or validation from anybody. It was to prove to myself that those limiting beliefs no longer stop me that, you know, we become what we think about and we become what we tell ourselves. And all these things that we tell ourselves that we're not, those become the lids to our potential. And so I want you to start thinking about this from the, um, the law of the lid. Where in your life do you need to be more effective, more efficient? And where do you need to increase your leadership with yourself? And then if we go to the second ring, that's your family. That's your, your, your household. 
And here's the thing. If you can't leave from behind your front door, you have no business leading outside of it. And so before I go outside of my house and lead, you know, the people that I lead in the military, before I go out of, of, of my house and lead out in the community or step on stage to speak to an audience, I got to make sure that I'm doing what I say inside my own home first. I got to lead me. Then I got to lead my kids and my wife. I got to lead inside my house. And if you can't leave from behind your front door, you have no business leading outside of it. But how many people do you know who go out there and preach a good, a good talk, but they are not practicing what they preach? Their home life is a mess. They're trying to give marriage advice. And meanwhile, they're one conversation away from a divorce. And so I want you to start looking at how do I take care of me? How do I take care of we as, star, as far as my family? The next ring is the people that you lead. This could be in your business. This can be in your professional life. This can be in your, um, your whatever it is that you're up to that you're influencing other people. Could be your podcast. It could be your social media accounts. But now you're being intentional with those you lead. And I always look at those I lead and those I love. And to be honest with you, those that I lead, I love too. Because if I didn't, I wouldn't be spending time, investing time into them. And so now you look at the next ring and say, okay, with the people that I lead, how am I being intentional with showing up for them? What are the lids to my leadership when it comes to leading effectively? Is there a lid on my communication? Is there a lid, a lid on my intention? Is there a, a lid on my vision for my team, my family? Is there a lid on my ab ability to articulate my value and in turn see the value in them? So every role that we play requires us to be somebody, right? And it requires us to be congruent, be consistent, be confident, be clear in how we show up. And, and, and we have to understand that if we are not clear, consistent, confident, congruent, then there's going to be a lid on the way that we connect. And so I want you to become aware of those things, that, those barriers to um, your ability to be effective with your leadership. And as you continue to grow as a leader, then your influence begins to grow your impact and your income because you will get promoted. You will advance. You will get those opportunities to step on stage and get paid. The reason why most people don't follow you is because you lack congruency. The reason why, you know, most people don't follow um, others that are quote unquote leaders is because they're not living what they're talking about. They're not pre practicing what they preach. I see this all the time that there's people that will go on, you know, social media or on stage and they'll talk a good talk, but you can look at them and say, dude, you're 150 pounds overweight and you're talking about discipline. Get the hell out of here. And I can't tell you how many people have pursued me in coaching or mentorship because of my ability to take care of myself and my ability to be a practitioner. I'm not on social media every day. I don't record podcasts every day. You know why? Because I'm out there practicing. I'm putting in the reps and then getting the results and coming back here and documenting it through this podcast, through social media. If I was on social media all day long, every day, then that basically will tell you that he must not have a life, that he must not be doing what he's talking about. Because if you're doing it, then you don't have time to, to, to jack around on Facebook and Instagram. If you're doing what you what you're what you're if you're practicing what you're preaching, you don't got time to sit here and just go live every day and be on just waiting for people to give you a like or a heart emoji or whatever the hell that is. You have to be out in the trenches getting dirty, and then once you get the result, then you come back. Most people are not following you because you haven't got no results. You want the end result, but you have not put in the reps. And so I want you to consider this: the only way that you're going to find out and figure out these lids to your potential, these lids to your leadership, is by going out there and failing, putting yourself out there being, you know, criticized, being judged, because you will, and now going back to the drawing board, and say, okay, cool. This is the result I have. I can't change a result until I get a result. 
And let me be honest with you. The results you get at first are going to be crap and you're not going to like them. But that's part of leadership. Sometimes leadership is a lonely ship. And we have to understand that if I'm going to get after it, I'm going to, I'm going to fall. But as long as I get back up, I will continue to move forward. And so many people try this hand at leading others, try this hand at influencing. And the first side of criticism, the first uh, judgment that they get from somebody else, they fold because what happens is those people call them a fraud or they call them a fake or they do this and it validates how they feel. And now they, um, they no longer have this motivation. And this is for me, this isn't motivation. I, I'm beyond motivated. Like motivation is, is, is temporary. When you go to, you know, motivation and you're looking for motivation to do things, then is it really what you want to do? Probably not. There's a difference between motivation and a desire. And a desire is, is the ability to serve and, and, and the, the, the internal guidance, the, the internal compass that says, this is my life's calling. This is my life's mission. I can't tell you how many times I wanted to quit this and say, you know what? It's not worth my time. I don't have the time. I'm too busy. Yada, yada, yada. And usually when I say that, I get a call. Hey, how come I haven't heard a podcast? Hey, can you come speak on stage? I'm like, dang it. I tried to quit. But here's the thing, guys. When you pursue your vision long enough, it begins to pursue you. No longer do you have to go looking for it. No longer are you like, I need to find my purpose. Your purpose is not something you find because it's never lost. Your purpose is something that you uncover by becoming the best version of you. And the only way to do this is by uncovering and taking off these lids that have been placed on you by your family, by your friends, by your work you know, place by the organization that you're in, by the business that you're pursuing, by your, by your uh, social norms, the people that you hang out with, right? Your friends can be lids to your potential as well. You know, you either around engines or you're around anchors. And, and sometimes you're around these anchors are dragging you down. They're not lifting you up. And when you fall down, they're the ones that tell you, I told you so. They're the ones that ask you, well, why are you doing that, man? You should just chill out. You're too motivated. Oh my gosh. Why are you such a go-getter? Those are the people that you need to cut out. Cause that's the cancer that's going to kill your dreams. And the law of the lid states that your effectiveness is determined by your leadership ability. And one other component of leadership is being able to say no and also setting boundaries. And you have to set boundaries with people. And sometimes this is your family members, right? This sometimes these are the friends who are still doing the same old shit that they were doing when y'all were 18 years old. It's like you, you push a pause button and then you go out and live your life. You come back and then you press play and they're doing the same old things. Talking about the good old days. Let me ask you this. Were they really that good? Was your life just really extravagant back then? Because if, if your good, good old days are behind you, then you're not living. You kind of just you, 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 um, flattened out. You're not, you're not continuing to climb. You just kind of accept uh, complacency and mediocrity. And here's the thing. If the best days um, in your life are behind you, then you got some problems ahead. I'm in, under the, the mentality that the best is yet to come because I have yet to uncover my best self. I'm pursuing my best self. And as I continue to climb and lift these lids, then I'm able to uncover a little bit more of my best self. And as I continue to grow, as I continue to learn, as I continue to earn, guess what? My life becomes better. And so the best days are ahead. They're never behind you. They're always ahead of you. So if you're hanging around people who are saying, talking about the good old days and, and, the, and the best days are behind you, then you need to get some new friends. Those are the anchors. Then you have the engines who are, have a vision for where they want to go. They have a, a, a goals and they have a system in place and they're going after it. And are they perfect? No, they're in progression. They're not chasing perfection, but they're able to get results and change results. And they're able to get wins and they're able to celebrate you and celebrate themselves. And now you're talking about growth crap, you know, growth stuff. You're not talking about this gossip stuff, right? And 
you need to surround yourself with engines. And so when we look at the law of the lid, if you, if you, if you read the book, 21 Interview Laws of Leadership, they talk about the story of McDonald's. The McDonald's brothers were very smart. They created this burger joint, as we know today as McDonald's. And the problem with them is that they didn't understand how to be good leaders. They, they sucked at leadership. And so their effectiveness was really crap. And the business was struggling. They couldn't grow it. It was, it was um, confined to just one little you know, uh, shack, burger shack. And they were doing good, but um, they had thinking patterns that were a lid to their potential, to their growth, and who they could become. Then what happened was they met a man named Ray Kroc. Ray Kroc was a business guy. He's he's done a lot of great things. He's had you know all these restaurants and all these things. But here's the thing that Ray Kroc had: there were four things that he he uh, possessed that allowed him to grow McDonald's into what we know today. He was a very savvy business guy, but he had a couple of things. Number one, he had a vision. He could see McDonald's being this international. Um, enterprise. He saw it going global and, and, and what it would look like to take it nationwide and how it could go and uh, impact a lot of people, right? And if you look at McDonald's today, it's everywhere. It's on every corner, right? I got in my house, there's probably three just in my neighborhood, like you know, outside of my neighborhood. And so he was able to have a vision. And this goes for you and I. If we're going to raise the lid on our potential, we have to have a vision that's bigger than our current circumstance or our situation. Many of you right now are in a situation or circumstance that you chose to be in, and yet you're still bitching about it. Here's the thing. Uh, Victor Frankl in the book, Man's Search for Meaning, says that we have the power of choice. And if you don't like where you're at or who you're with or what you're doing, then change it. You have the opportunity to change it. And it won't happen overnight, but it will happen over time. I can't tell you how many people I hear griping about their current situation or their current circumstance. I get it. But, you know, one of the things you have to realize is sometimes we have to do what we don't like to find out what we love. Sometimes we have to do the things that suck in order to get to success. But most people aren't willing to pay the price. And I'll tell you that if that's you, uh, you got a long road ahead of you. Uh, you know, life's going to be tough. And so back to Ray Kroc, he had a vision. He could see McDonald's going nationwide. Number two, he assembled a team. He went and found, found the sharpest people, the, the most um, uh, smart and sharpest people with the work ethic. And he built this team that allowed him to go and grow this McDonald's business into a monstrosity of a, of a um, restaurant. And he didn't surround himself with stupid people or dumb people or people that watched the news and gossiped about the president and politics and all this other stuff. He found the sharpest people that he could find and that he knew, and he assembled that team together. And the same thing goes for us. We have to surround ourselves with people who are growth-minded, who, who can see potential in us when we can't see it. They can look at our blind spots and call us out on our BS. They tell us what we need to hear, not what we want to hear. The next thing that he did was uh, he was willing to sacrifice. You know, he he worked long hours. He cut out all the extra spending in the frills at home. He he um, he put in all these hours. He was over 50 years old and he was working more than half, you know, than the people that were 20, 18, 19 years old. He was doubling the time that he put into that business because he knew that if I can sacrifice now, then I will have success later. You see, many people today aren't willing to sacrifice in the short term so they can have success in the long term. We have this, this world that's built on instant gratification. And here's the thing. There's a process involved. You see the glory, but you don't know the story. And one of the ways that I'm able to build this sacrifice into my life, obviously I served in the military, but I also 
challenge myself every day. I get out of my comfort zone, whether it's going for a run or a swim or, or, or working out, whether it's learning a new skill set or speaking on stages in front of a lot of people, like you have to be putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, right? How you play uh, in times of calm will determine how you perform in times of chaos. And most people wait until chaos ensues and now their life is out of control. And Ray Kroc says, you know, I, he was sacrificing long hours and getting, you know, not having all these, you know, spending all this, this money and having these extravagant things at home. He made his life very simple and he sacrificed. And for a couple of years, now he has a lifetime of success, a legacy of success. This paying him and his family for the years to come. And so what do you need to sacrifice? You know, the law of sacrifice says is that we have to give up in order to go up. What is it that you need to give up in order to go up? What do you need to start sacrificing in your life? Where could you sacrifice? Now, I'm not talking about playing the victim and all the sacrifices and things that happen to you. I'm talking about the things that you can start cutting out right now so that you can get laser focused on your vision for what it is that you want. You know, it's one thing to say, I want this or I, I want to pursue this. But here's the thing. In business, we call this the opportunity cost. Every opportunity that you're pursuing is going to cost you something. You must be willing to pay the price. So where do you need to sacrifice? Who do you need to sacrifice? Who do you need to cut out of your life? Who do you, what do you need to cut out of your life? Habits, behaviors, beliefs, um, thinking processes, friends, family. Get rid of that shit because if not, they're going to hold you back. And do you think that they care if you succeed or fail? Probably not. In fact, they might cheer you on when you fail because they've been waiting for it because your results call bullshit on their excuses. I can't tell how many people have come from the same cloth that I have come from and they see what I'm doing today and they can't stand it because they are still stuck in their bullshit. And now my results call BS on their excuses because I can't do this because of this. You don't understand. And I'll tell you, I played that card for a long time. And that victim mentality is worthless. It does nothing for you. And when you hang out with victims, guess what you become? The same thing. And so you got to get rid of them. You got to cut them out. And I'm sorry. Yeah, if it's your family, I love you, but I don't have to hang around and stick around with you. Your friends, yeah, you know, it's cool, man. Keep talking about the good old days. I'll be back. And so you have to continue to start looking at what you need to sacrifice in your life. The last thing that um, he did was he took risks. You know, a lot of people play it safe today. They want to do the bare minimum. They want to, you know, just kind of sit back and let things happen to them. And I'll tell you that that's a flawed way to think. You have to go out and make things happen for you. And the way that you do that is by taking risks. Put yourself out there. Will it be scary? Yes. Will it be worth it? Absolutely. Will you fail? Probably. But I would rather have taken a risk and failed than not take a risk at all. And one thing I do is I ask myself, well, will you have regretted not doing that? And if the answer is yes, then guess what? I'm going to do it. And regardless of the outcome, at least I took action. Because as you take action, you build proof and proof drives belief and belief drives your behavior. So even if you go through the process and you're not selected or you fail, guess what? Now you know what the process looks like and it's not so scary next time. Now it's, not, it's, it's, it's familiar. And what's our biggest fear? The unknown, the unfamiliar. And when we are able to, to, to pursue something, regardless of the result, guess what happens? We learn something about ourselves. We lift the lid of our belief system that, man, I can't do that. It's, it's impossible. Well, guess what? Now I took action. I see it. And it's not that bad. One of the biggest things for me, you know, with Ironman was that I was so afraid of swimming. Like I sucked at swimming and I kept thinking, man, I got to swim in the ocean over a mile. Like I've never done that before. And so it was the fear of the unknown. And I thought, man, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. And so what did I do? I kept swimming. I kept swimming. Yeah, I sucked. And then I sucked less and then I had success. And then when I went to the race, guess what? Boom, done it. 
Now it's not scary anymore. I can go do an Ironman tomorrow, next week, next year, because I do it now. I understand what to, you know, what to expect. And I know that my potential is I can do it because I've done it before. Same thing goes for you and I. And so, and, and, and whatever you're pursuing, stop pumping the brakes and push the gas, get after it. And if you fail, don't worry. If you surround yourself with the right people, right? You assemble a team of winners. Guess what? They're going to push you to win. Now, if you surround yourself with a bunch of losers, guess what? You're going to lose. And so whenever you surround yourself with the right people, you're able to take bigger risks because now you got people that have your back. I'm not talking about the people like, oh, yeah, good job, man. I got you. Yeah. No, I'm talking about people that are in it with you. And, um, and, and you know, Ray Kroc was able to take risk. He borrowed almost all of his money from his life insurance. Now, this guy was 50 years old, over 50 years old. So he basically liquidated his life insurance, basically putting his life out there and saying, dude, this is it. I'm all in. Where do you need to be all in? Where do you need to start looking at your life and saying, man, I was up playing half-ass. I got to stop tiptoeing around and just kind of one foot in, one foot out. Where do you need to start playing and being all in? Because once you're all in, there's no going back. And once you're all in, you realize who's your real friends. And once you go all in, now you understand what it takes to win. And I think that that's so important because so many people today are living life half-assed, one foot in, one foot out in their marriage, one foot, one in, one foot out in their, in their families, one foot in, one foot out in their, their career, one foot, one in, uh, one out in their finances. And now they get an average life if at best. And so I want you to start thinking about where do you need to be all in? And um, I want you to think about this, your personal success um, without leadership um, will limit your effectiveness. And so the law of the live, leadership ability determines your level of effectiveness. As you start to lead yourself, lead behind your front door, lead other people, your effectiveness will increase because now you have people enrolled in the pursuit of your vision. And now you have a clarity uh, of what the vision looks like and the goals that you need to obtain to get there. You have consistency based off of taking action that builds the confidence and the conviction that enrolls people into following you. Because if you're not con convicted in your ability to lead, if you don't have confidence in your ability to lead, then people will never be convinced in your ability to be a leader. And so your ability to show up consistency consistently brings that confidence and that conviction. And when you are convicted in yourself as a leader in your life's mission and your purpose, then people will say, man, I'm convinced that that's the guy for me. That's the gal that needs to lead me. That's the person that I want to follow. And now that congruency allows you to live your life in integrity between the words that you say and the actions that you take. And no longer do you just be a preacher. You're a practitioner of this thing called leadership. Why? Because you have lifted the lids on all the areas of your life that have been holding you back. And once you know the law of the lid and you understand that my ability to grow as a leader increases my ability to grow my effectiveness, now things start spinning. You build momentum. And no longer do you worry about motivation. Because when you got momentum, nobody can stop you. Motivation alone will get you going, but it's the momentum that you build through discipline that keeps you in the game. So with that being said, I want you to think about this. What are your top three goals for the next 90 days, the next year? And what are the lids that are on your life right now and different in the different areas of your life that are preventing you from moving forward? Become aware of those. And now find people to surround yourself with. They're going to allow you to get to that next level. They're going to push you into your greatness. You assume success when you will get around successful people. And so take a look at your goals. Get the clear vision of what it is that you want your life to look like, regardless of your current circumstance. And then ask yourself, 
start sacrificing and we're going to start cutting things out. You do this, you embrace the law of the lid and you will lift the lid on your potential and you will be unstoppable. You will reach your leadership potential and uh, increase your effectiveness. I'll talk to you soon.